Sitting on the corner playing music for people passing by may not be that noble of a task. One could say it brightens people's spirits, but another might say it's just begging with extra steps. It's a thought I've pondered a time or two as I've deliberated about what to do with my life. I do love playing music, but when I'm dead and gone, I sure would like people to remember me as more than just the local street corner musician. There was recently an incident I heard of. A local family is desperate to rally a search party together to track down a little girl. It may be time for me to get up off the street corner and go do something with my life. And who knows, maybe I'll meet some interesting folk along the way. Ferdos and Mads, you are at the brand new depot. I don't know if it's in your hometown or thing. Maybe you walked to get here, but this depot is new regardless, and it's out kind of in the boonies. And there's a kind of a portly gentleman welcoming you into this carriage, and he's a giant like you. And he says, Climb aboard, gentlemen. Watch your head there. Welcome to the Calusa Caravan! And the new highway out here in your half of Rognor. You know, this is only the second time we've ever stopped at this new depot. So, I hope you found the service accommodating so far. Would you say that we are at our home depot? <laughs> God damn it, I hate you. <laughs> this is good, I have lumber I must get. We will, we will stop at this home depot. <clears throat> Alright. We're going with this tone. The opposite door opens up and you see a, a gnomish couple. A little gnomish man and a little gnomish woman. They have kind of a, almost like an airplane staircase that they walk up to get into this carriage. Uh, because the giants are about between 16 to 25 feet tall, these gnomes, they just barely come up to your calves. And so they extend, uh, they have another, almost like pull-out drawers, they have another little staircase on the floor of this carriage, and they walk up to the seat, and then the back of the seat flips up, up a little portion of it, so they can sit on it. So they're like sitting with their feet on this seat, and then, uh, with a little flap-open chair for themselves. And compared to humans in modern day, 
It's almost like the size of a glove compartment. These gnomes are so small. One of them says, I've never seen a two mammoth carriage before. I don't believe I've seen a carriage before today. As the gnomes are getting their things settled, the portly giant speaks up again and he says, Quite a feat of ingenuity, if I do say so myself. I'm funding this entire project, by the way. What is it that you are funding? The carriage and the construction of the highways. It's me and my company. I am taking any advice and recommendations if you find that it's to your disliking. It is okay so far. You feel kind of a jolt as the carriage pulls forward by the massive strength of these two mammoths um, up front. <laughs> that is quite a sensation. I take it you're going to the census. What was your first guess? That everyone in this caravan is going to the census. I was being sarcastic. Oh, of course. What is your name? Bulisuav. I am Madge. He gives you a meaty shake, and then the two uh, the two gnomes sitting next to him look up at you and. Then one of them says, Lofan. And then the female next to him says, Lila. I don't know why we have to go get registered for this census. We're not giants. I do not know. You should file some sort of complaint if you do not like it. Sure is an inconvenience traveling all this way. I'm using it as an opportunity to meet with my cousin. I have not seen them in a long time. Likewise, it is nice seeing you again. The portly giant says, It's only our second census, and it only happens every ten years. It doesn't seem like that big of a... Well, and that's actually why I built the highways in the first place. I knew this was coming up, and this has seemed to be a very good financial opportunity. So are there some sort of tollway along the way, or do you just make your money with the caravan? Just the tickets. Very noble. Very. It feels like you're going at a pace that a, uh, a giant could walk quite fatally, <laughs> but it's a more luxurious journey. You don't have to be out in the cold, so there's that. I must admit, I've polymorphed into beings like falcons and flew through the air and swam in waterways as... Sailfish. Polymorphed? Yes. But uh, nothing has given me quite an exhilaration as this. It's fascinating. What the devil is a polymorph? I can do it for you right now. And uh, I'll use my wild shape to um, change my, my shape into a uh, an ape. <laughs> and so I actually <laughs> shrink to do this. <laughs> Yeah, he spills his drink all over his tummy, and he says, <coughs> I've never seen anything quite like it. So when I'm in this form, um, actually, I don't know if they can still speak in uh, wild shape. I know that polymorph, you can't. I think you can probably still speak in... Uh, you 100% cannot speak in wild shape, no. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I continue to talk, like, look like I'm talking to you guys. I'm using, like, hand gestures and all that kind of stuff. And meanwhile, just, like, play over, like, chimpanzee sounds or something. 
He's at. He's he's just stunned. And then the gnome says, "That's very impressive. What else can you turn into?" Um, I turn back into my into my giant form. Oh, you see, the, I can only do this a limited number of times, um, for every day. So uh, I use it sparingly. That was kind of the opposite of sparingly there, but. Okay, Fardos. Sometimes you got to treat yourself and, and others near you. That was definitely a treat. Definitely a treat. You could make a lot of money doing that. Why? <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> You'd be rich. Why would I want to be rich? Because then you can get richer. You have to make money to spend money. <laughs> you don't know much about the druid circle, do you? I know nothing of the sort. They are not the type that have attachments, you see. The little gnomish man chimes in. Oh, you're like a... You're like a wilderness type. Yes, you could say so. What, do you go camping and live out in the boonies and... Hunt your own food and everything? Precisely. The carriage continues south towards the big city of Obregard. Us, as listeners, are going to fast forward our way to Obregard, where we find one Sina Breshlovsky. We're going to kind of fast forward in time as well. You are at the depot in Obregard, waiting for your two cousins to arrive. The building is new-ish. And, and this city of Obergard is expansive, but in terms of the quality of the city, it's sort of like an old wild western town. It's got dirt, or in this case, being that it's winter, muddy roads, and there isn't much in the way of a government. And so if anybody wants to construct anything or build cobblestone or streets or anything, they basically have to rally the community around and do it themselves. Okay. So you're sitting here at the depot, and uh, there's a busker nearby, and he uh, he's just sitting kind of on the street, and he looks over at you, and he says, Here for the rescue party? The rescue party? For the little girl? No, I'm waiting for my cousins. Oh. It's tragic. What happened? I'm assuming you're dying to tell me, so what happened? He looks at you a little bit confused and he says, You didn't hear about the kids at the school? Oh, the thing, the uh, the kidnapping attempt, right? That's what we're talking about? Yes. They already sent out a party after the girl, but there's been no word of them, so... So now they're sending a rescue party after the rescue party. That's the gist of it. I figured I'd go. I'm actually gonna document the journey. I'm not much of a survivalist myself or a tracker, but I could play some tune and try to keep the morale of the party up and I journal everything and well, I'm supposed to log it all for the expenses because this is being funded by the governor. Interesting. 
unfortunately we've been here a while now waiting for the rest of the party to show up and uh, there's been no sign of them that is unfortunate yeah. oh, the mother's over there at the docking area and waiting for a carriage to arrive and you look over and you see somebody uh, a woman in a wheelchair but you can't see her from the front you can only see her from the back so what are you doing here uh, I just said I'm waiting for my cousins. Oh, right, 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 right. They're coming for the census. Yeah, we're gonna have a pretty full city here. Yes. A man comes walking up to the busker, and he's tall and thin. He's got big, pronounced cheekbones, and uh, he says, <clears throat> There's still no sign. Hmm. I think this is all we have. He looks very sad. He like solemn. Uh, are are you are you connected to the search party? Evening, Miss. I am the uncle of the girl, uh, Emil Seraphin. Oh, I'm sorry for your missing niece. I've been advocating for. A good year or two now that they come up with some sort of security for our town. This city's gotten so big and everything's gotten so out of hand. We need some sort of law enforcement squad or team that can stop things like this. It's not right that us citizens have to police our own streets. That's, that's, that's very true. The busker chimes in. Well, I can see some pros and cons to that. And the tall, thin man looks down at the busker and kind of scowls and says, Well, it wasn't your niece who was taken hostage. So it's a hostage situation? We don't know. We're waiting to hear from my brother. He's one of the ones that went after her. And I should have gone with him, but I, I stayed behind and... I feel sick about it. Me and my brother, we never did get along very well, but this is one of those times I should have set up aside my pride. And, and he gets interrupted as the woman wheels her way up. And Cena, you get a look at her face, and she looks strangely familiar. She's pale and sickly looking, and it, you almost don't even recognize her at, at first. But then you start connecting dots and you remember he said his name was Emil Seraphin and you realize all of a sudden this is your old neighbor Anka Seraphin. Anka? She looks up at you. Sina? Yes, it's it's me. How low to the ground is she in comparison to me? Like is this like if I wanted to look her in the face would this be like a kneeling thing or she probably comes up to your chest height? Because you're short, right? Yeah. Gina's about 17, 16, 17 feet tall. Kind of short for a giant. So she's just like, Anka, I, I haven't seen you in such a long time. It she looks surprised to see you, but there's no joy written on her face, and she seems kind of lost. What are you doing here? I'm waiting for my cousins, where uh, they're coming to town for the census. Oh, that's good. 
Um, the tall man finally interjects and says, Oh, yes. Uh, it was her daughter that was taken. Oh my goodness, Anka, I'm so sorry. <laughs> my husband. <gasps> I went to look for her. It, it, there's been no word. Oh, that's terrible. We received word that they made it to the lumbering camp, and since then he hasn't been seen, so we have no idea who took Greta or why. There's been no note, no ransom, nothing. Okay, that's horrible. We've sent word out for another rescue party, and they were supposed to be here, but... So far only this kind gentleman has shown, and the busker kind of nods. Oh my. It's at this moment you hear a whistle blow from the depot, and a carriage rides up, and all three of the other people around you look over to, with kind of hopeful gazes, but as the people start getting off you see their faces fall, because it's clearly not who they were expecting. And you, however, find Ferdos and Mads stepping off the carriage. Hey, uh, she will, uh, she kind of like, she looks at them and then she looks back at Anka and she'll go, these are, these, oh my goodness. Um, I am so sorry about your daughter. She just nods at you, but she looks, again, still kind of lost in her thoughts. I'm going to go greet my cousins. I I hope you receive word. Thank you, that's very kind. She just turns around and walks away super fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that seems more like a you guys problem more than a me problem, so (laughs) I'm going to just, like, you know, go over there. (laughs) <laughs> Live footage of me at the funeral home on Saturday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Mads, feared us. Hello, Sina. It has been a long time. It is good to see you in good health. It has been a long time. It's good to see you too. And uh, if you guys will let her, she will give you a hug. Each. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's up on her tiptoes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> By the way, like, you guys wouldn't have seen me since we were all, uh, like, farewell. I- I'm a little bit older than either of you, but, like, you guys would have been very young the last time you saw me. Look at what I found kicking around the woods. Yes, uh, And he'll point over at Fearless. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I apologize, it's been so long. It has been a while, yeah. I apologize for missing your opiander. She's like, well, it's we're kind of busy. I mean, not not really much happened. Um, you should have seen the boulder she threw. It was wonderful. <laughs> Flew for a kilometer at least. Not as impressive as yours, cousin. Well, some of us are born to throw the boulders. Some of us learn the skill, but some are born. It's been so long since I've thrown a boulder. Um. One of the others in my circle, uh, Ivar, he can turn into Boulder. 
Really? It's very exciting. That is very exciting. I, 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 I'm experimenting with turning boulders into other things. <laughs> but turning into boulders, that is interesting. Very good for camouflage, I'd imagine. Oh, yes. Also would make it much faster to try and uh, roll down the mountain. You turn into boulder. I've never considered such a thing. That, that's wonderfully amusing to imagine. Oh, I was not trying to be amusing. I figured it would be a quick way. It was amusing nonetheless, though. Yeah. Being around you both brings me such joy. I know, it has been far too long since the cousins were together. Where is the place we can all get a drink? I am quite parched from the road. I'd imagine you are. Yeah, I'll take them to... If I know, like, a place, I'll take them to it. Preferably a, gi- a giant accommodating place. Yes, a giant <laughs> accommodating place. <laughs> well, so this is a depot where all the new visitors gather, and so it only made sense that somebody would build a tavern right across the street. And it's a pretty big place. It's kind of like when you're at a port, and they've got one of those massive restaurants that sells, like, all the fish and everything, and... It's like, this thing is long. Okay. Cena, you've never been there, but, I mean, it's pretty conveniently there. A fish market? (laughs) They don't have fish, but you see those places in Seattle and stuff. (laughs) I was just talking shit because you couldn't remember the word fish market. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a market. I'm talking like a rest. It's like a restaurant, but they just... Like, I went to one and I got swordfish, of all things. I'd never had it before. It seemed Hey, exotic. Brian, they got swordfish here. Do you want to get some swordfish? I'm going to order us all the swordfish. Is that all right? Okay. So, that was when I was married and I was with my wife. So, now you read it, Canon, that my wife sounds like that, too. Oh, I thought he was doing your dad. <laughs> it's a weird Freudian thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I only marry women who sound like my mom. <laughs> Freud has entered Brian, the chat. Brian is up in Fran Drescher's DMs every day. <laughs> this restaurant is very open air as well, um, which is, it, it's got some big... Um, fireplaces and stuff because it is winter but it's it's visually very open they've got like you can see all the way through it and everything that's going on inside find us a table I will go and get us all drinks okay you are still allowed to drink yes Ferdas oh uh, absolutely Ale? sure he'll point at Ferdas Ale? Yes, um, or, or maybe something stronger. Oh, okay. And uh, he'll walk over uh, to the bar and uh, he'll say, uh, Three of you are your largest cups with your strongest spirit, please. Jesus. <laughs> Coming right up. The bartender starts getting to work and uh, it, it's, it's busy here, but there are a lot of open seats. Yeah, as soon as he's done serving me, I'll bring it all back to the table that they found for us. Time-wise, we're looking at it. It's about 
three or four in the afternoon right now, so the dinner rush hasn't come yet. Okay. Uh, thank you for the drinks. It is my pleasure. I've made pretty good profits recently. Uh, I am spending majority of my time protecting the village from various threats. They give me a pretty good living. I do not mind sharing. What kind of threats have there been? Just annoyances, goblins, orcs, just aggressive ones. I deal with them and the village makes sure to keep me fed and a little drunk. Are you three eating anything? Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, it's fine. Please bring me a big bowl of stew. If you do not have a big enough bowl, I will help you to cut a barrel. Her eyes get wide. (laughs) Um, None for me, thanks. I'm intermittent fasting. (laughs) (laughs) Cena's just like, just just, just some bread or something, please. Um, Yeah, bread, bread and cheese. It's fine for me. She rolls her eyes at fasting Ferdos. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that like a, a druid thing? Is that the, one of your circle things? Oh no, it's just something new I've been trying. Mm. In- interesting. You know, it actually gives you more energy, even though you eat less. That seems counterproductive. I am going to continue to eat when I am hungry, but you can do what you find to be pleasant. (laughs) Thank you, Mads. Thank you. Finally, somebody with some common sense around here. (laughs) But I mean, you do you. I mean, I mean, you know, you can you can intermittent fast all you want. Good for you, Firdaus. Well, another benefit is the drink is it affects you much stronger this way. And I, I go and, like, uh, down probably half of the glass right there. So what is new, Cena? What have you been up to? Anything exciting? Ah, uh, nothing really exciting. I'm, I'm working on my artificer training. It's very interesting. Very fun. This is... Oh, by the way, I have someone that I think you should meet. And, uh... She like she's wearing what I have. She's wearing like this, like a pouch at her side, like kind of like a leather, like messenger bag almost. And she'll scoop in. She'll like reach in and she'll scoop out a mechanical raccoon that's about the size of a mouse. So it fits to, to us. So it fits in the palm of her hand. And she goes, "This is Gygax. I made him myself." What is that? Oh. You, you made him. Made him yeah. what? I made him out of metal and a ruby that my ma- that mama left me. How curious! What does it do? It w- it would fight for me if I ever got into a fight. But please don't try to kill him. He is just generally just kind of there, and he is a little companion. He is just a little friend. I touch its metal fur and kind of feel it. How interesting! What does it eat? Ah, it doesn't eat. Oh, you're like me, little friend. <laughs> and I pet it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is this is one of the things I've been working on. I can also do like I can also like make other stuff, like kind of 
Like, if you have a weapon that fires things, like a crossbow, I can make it repeat shots. I can copy magic items, stuff like that. Cena, you see the busker approaching you, coming from down the aisle. Literally hat in hands. And you already kind of know what's about to happen. He walks up and he goes, Excuse me, ma'am. Yes? This is a shot in the dark, but... He kind of nods outside to the depot. And if you look out in the window, you can see the lady in the wheelchair and the tall, skinny gentleman. They've been joined by two others, and he says, We're only missing three members of our search party that... Well, we just received a letter that they've canceled on us. and They said that there were pressing family matters to attend to, but... This seems like a pretty pressing family matter to me. I I decided it wouldn't hurt to at least ask. Three missing members. Three of you. The mountain would far prefer that we join you. What? We're in. We are coming Here. with you. It's the giant. It's a it's a giant religion. They they we worship the mountain. Virtue. Well, You're gonna. Well, they do. He does. You understand that this could be kind of dangerous, right? I mean, we're going up the mountain in no dead of winter, and the mountain yes. will protect us. It is there to be worshipped and feared. If the mountain falls short, there's always holder. I wasn't expecting a, a yes so easily. I thought I'd have to really talk you into it. This is really. Unexpected. Do you have the ability to turn us into a boulder so we can roll down? (laughs) (laughs) Once it starts to dawn on him that you're you're serious, you see his face light up and he says, Well, I'll go share the good news. She's going to be so relieved to find out that I just didn't expect you to say yes so easily. I'm mighty. Mighty obliged. They're leaving first thing in the morning. Is that going to be okay? I heard that, well, all, all of us in the party, this is the whole thing is being funded by the governor, so we're begin, we're going to be supplied with enough money to get whatever you want to bring. Uh, all the shops are open tonight because this is a busy night. I, I just guess we're supposed to just pack up and meet here in the morning. He'll look at his cousins and say, Is there anything you can think of that we will need? I should probably pick up uh, components and some flasks. I can make potions as we need them. Um, hang, on, hang on a second. And she'll, uh, she like takes out a book from this pouch and she like flips through it for a second. She's like, yeah. Yeah, um... I, no, I think other than that, I pretty much have everything I need. Uh, some scrap metal for Gygax might be in order. But other than that... Well, I'll be entering you all into my journal as saviors. This is really good news. I'm going to go tell the lady. And he walks off down towards the exit. Things in this town should do happen fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A short while later, the the tall, thin gentleman 
Emil uh, approaches you at your table as you're finishing your drinks and everything, and he says, I'm mighty grateful to hear that you'll be doing us this kindness. This is the sure to be enough money to supply you with whatever you need, but if you find that there's anything else, you need only let me know. Uh, I was kind of hoping that we could just give you a list and perhaps you would take care of the shopping, but if you mean for us to buy our own supplies, we will do that, I guess. Do you have DoorDash in this town? (laughs) (laughs) Fantasy DoorDash? (laughs) We will be meeting here first thing in the morning. We're going to have to walk to the lumber camp first and find out any information we can. That's sort of the base camp for the mountain, and then we'll head up from there. Time to Die Podcast Network presents The Giant's March, a D&D actual play podcast. The road is long, but the world is small. One should never tread where the giant's feet may fall. Let's roll. Um, I need. Hold on, I have it here. Oh, I need dice. That was the one thing I didn't get prepared for today. Right. Tim, would you like to roll a d4? No, fuck you. <laughs> All right, then I need someone else to roll a d4. I'll roll a d4 just for you. This is going to determine the weather. Uh oh. Do you want to roll a d4? No, fuck you. (laughs) Do you want to roll a d4? (laughs) (laughs) That's a four. Okay. You guys wake up the next morning at Cena's house? Yeah, house, apartment. She basically has like half of a duplex. Okay. Which half? If you... I don't... I don't fucking know. First half or second half? Second half. Or third half. half. I thought it was like a top half or bottom half thing. (laughs) Because a a giant would be a fantastic upstairs neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's a clause in everybody's apartment contract is you have to live below a set of giants. (laughs) Stomp around all fucking night. Uh, Cena, roll me one more d4, and this will t- determine the severity of the weather you have chosen. Oh no. Four. Fucking hell! Okay. You guys wake up the morning next morning at Cena's apartment duplex, and when you <laughs> open the windows, it is 
snowing Fuck. so hard outside. It is like a blizzard. Really a bad way to start off your uh, your party's adventure. Oh boy. Like when you open your door, the snow is just coming down in huge flakes and it's all sticking. And so there's already like... Um, the snow is already up past your, uh, past your ankles, where before it was just mud. Oh, jeez. A fine day for adventuring. <laughs> yes, I find it quite beautiful. Yeah, but this is not going to be good for travel. Should not be a problem for me. And he will pick up a snowball and start munching on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've lost my winter legs at least a little bit, though. So we're going to see how this goes. We could stop and see if we could find some snowshoes for you. That's, that's not what I mean, Mads, but thank you. <laughs> how far do you live from the depot? Not very far, probably the equivalent of a couple blocks. Okay. So it is not comfortable, but it's no big deal for you guys to walk down there. It's just it keeps getting in your it's eyelashes. No big you deal. Blink it at. It's <laughs> <laughs> boo! Fucking boo! Can we end for the night? Holy shit! That was so bad. What the fuck? No, it's funny because Brian didn't say it. If Brian had said it, then I'd be mad. Aubrey, I like where your heart is at, but. <laughs> You guys are all baldest. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely works better when I do it, though. <laughs> Nobody anticipates it. I, I catch everybody off guard. <laughs> when you arrive at the depot, the busker's still there, the thin man's still there, and there's a new gentleman. Uh, and he, uh, despite conditions, and despite the nature of this search party he looks over at you and he's got a smile on his face and uh when you get close he actually is the first one to come and greet you and he says hello there insight check <laughs> every time I try to make I already an innocent don't... <laughs> character you sus- get suspicious I already don't trust this guy <laughs> Oh, okay, and that is a uh, 17 plus 6. What are you looking for? I'm looking for, like, whether we should trust this guy or not. As best you can tell, he's just one of those annoyingly extroverted people. Like, maybe a youth group leader? <laughs> oh, no! I, I lean in towards Cena and I'm like, I do not trust this man one bit. I don't trust anyone except for Mad that is even remotely connected with religion, and I don't think this guy is, but he certainly feels like it. <laughs> He's just like standing at you, blinking, like as you're whispering to each other. <laughs> just give us your pamphlet and move along. <laughs> he says, uh, <laughs> Pamphlet! No, I'm here for the search party. My name's Benedict. Benedict Nosek. Benedict Nosek? Or however you pronounce it in Polish. <laughs> yeah, this guy is totally gonna screw us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am definitely not taking my guys my eyes off this dude one second. 
am Mads. I am here also for this. He's just standing there with his hands out, like, okay, and then he puts it back down. Cena will shake his hand. Cena will shake his okay, hand. Okay, he'll shake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will also yeah. shake his hand. I take the blunt end of my spear and kind of push his hand away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Disturbingly positive, he says. Oh, no. Great, terrible tragedy what happened. Just makes me sick to learn about that. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> At least we have good weather for searching. Well, you know, it could be worse. I just think it's horrible what's happened, and I I wholeheartedly became a part of the search party to, well, do what I could. I'm not exactly uh, a woodsman or anything. I'm not a mountain climber. <laughs> then why are you coming? Sounds like you would be more dead weight than you would be helped. Well, I've been pretty good at keeping spirits up. Oh, here another one of those. This is already to be revealed as lie because I do not have spirits up right now. Oh. It is very early in the morning and it is snowing very hard, so you can see why his why our spirits are not up. So you say you're good at morale? You're good at keeping people's morale up? I like to think of myself as such. Oh boy. Okay. Is this a giant? Yeah. Okay. And uh, and then you guys see um, a woman appearing. And she's wearing a lot of furs. And she's about the same height as Cena. But she is not smiling. She's got a scowl on her face. She doesn't really acknowledge you. She just kind of stands there with the rest of the group in the back. Now that is an appropriate adventurer. She's got very short cropped hair and you can just tell by her neck that she's got kind of sinewy muscles. You can't see the rest of her arms, but you'd probably guess that she's got some biceps on her. Uh, Sina will raise her hand in a greeting and be like, hello. She looks at you and says, good morning. I'm assuming you're here for the short search party? I am. Uh, I'm Sina. These are my cousins, Firdaus and Matt. <coughs> Underhill. And Underhill. And Matt. <laughs> uh, I also look around, like, after she says it, and kind of take note if anybody looked over when they heard my my real name. In my druid circle, I only go by one name. And so, uh... Yeah, I'm disguising that name. Gotcha. She no- she nods again and she says, Bogdana. It's good to good to have another member of the group. So the uh, Emil, the tall, thin guy, finally uh, says, "The party is all here. It's time we set off. Does everybody have everything they need?" Yes, I am good. Whenever you are ready. I believe we have our affairs in order. Very good. We will stay the night at the lumber camp and check up the mountain from there. What path are you planning on using up the mountain? We have to follow the trail of my brother. As is customary for parties, he is left behind trail ribbons. We should be able to follow his path up the mountain. Only he knows where the suspect took the girl. 
and if he's alive, we have to find him as well. My only point would be that if we took the uh, easterly facing side of the mountain and made our way over to where your brother had begun his trek, we would make faster time because all of the drifts would have been piled up on the other faces. But it is up to you, you are the leader. I am the leader, and I say we're following my brother's path. Yes, well, when you turn into a boulder and roll down the entirety of the mountain, I will be the new leader. Things would be good then. <laughs> and he'll smile at both of his cousins. <laughs> <laughs> this guy does not smile at you. Speaking of smiling, I want to look around and see what that uh, happy dude is doing. When he sees you look at him, he absolutely makes eye contact and gives you one of those smiles that you do maybe like at an old person, but overcompensating. I'm definitely giving him the stare of like uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Black Snake Moan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know the stare. You guys start walking towards the mountains. This is kind of north, uh, northwest of where the city is. And man, is that snow coming down. It is such a nuisance to walk and just have the snow in your face. And um, actually, hold on. Roll me, uh, roll me another d4. Uh, I got a one. A one. Okay, you're better than Aubrey, so... Thank God. <laughs> the snow is coming down, but it's coming from behind, and so it's mostly just hitting in your back and getting in your hair or your hoodies or whatever you have on, your cloaks. But it's no longer getting in your faces. You guys start trekking, and uh, you're mostly going cross-country fields to start out, and uh, the snow's coming down, and everything's really bleak. All the colors are desaturated. It's mostly just long, open trek. But you can see, you can kind of see where the mountains are in the distance and where the wooded area is approaching. It's off on the horizon. You can see some of the trees poking up. The busker says, This is going to be a long trip. I mean, yeah. So what do you all do? Well, I am an artificer, at least an artificer in training. And, uh, cousins. You see him pull out his, uh, little notepad, his little field notes, and he's kind of jotting this down. Art of, art of, I've never, never spelled this before. Artificial. Like artificial, but instead of the, it, it, instead of the ill, it's er? Hmm. It's for my editor to kind of figure out. I'm just going to write art, and then I, and then a fisher, like a fisherman. Well, I nudge him on the shoulder while he's writing it down, and I'm like, that's what I thought she did, too. It's an interesting profession. I don't know where you'd go fishing up here, but 
people do it. I heard tell of people doing it. Perhaps up here you could fish for birds. <laughs> he kind of laughs. And what do you do? Um, I study nature. Nature. Oh, you'll be useful for this journey. Yeah, I use uh, druid craft and I um, make the falling snowflakes like kind of um, instead of being like the the heavy kind of flakes they're hitting behind, I have them like swirl around in front of us for a second and have them form like really tiny like uh, light crystals that um, kind of reflect the the sun a little bit and kind of um, make a little sparkly around our area and then have it you know blow away after a few seconds her stories about people like you you're some sort of magic man <laughs> <laughs> we all have magic within us in some ways or another could you make it stop snowing um I'm afraid I cannot damn about you sure looks at Mads I am what you would call a protector a, a guardian if you will but uh also, I like to make things from wood in my spare time. Wood and protector. Protector of what now? The mountain. I worship it. You got the ability to protect us from the mountain? Because I think that might be one of the biggest threats we find on this journey. Well, the problem is that the mountain wishes to take you. It is the mountain's bidding. I must follow. Yeah. Morbid outlook, but peaceful, I suppose. We are not against giving help when help is required, but should I be unable to pull you up? What's the mountain's wishes? And working with wood. Like a carpenter? Um, yes. Mostly I make small materials and things. I have made cross-country skis in the past. Oh, yeah. You ever make these little dolls with great big eyes? Not, not usually. I'm not so much into dolls as I make swords out of wood for the children to train with and play or something of those natures. Trains. Caravans. Yeah, that, that doll stuff sounds mostly like grandma stuff. I would not go so far as to say it is grandma stuff. <laughs> Collecting things is an all-ages activity. <laughs> well, I found that very curious. <laughs> I see what you did there, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't get anything. I don't understand anything you guys are saying. We're all fine with that. Could you explain the joke to me? I, I, it would be great if we could all be in on it. I love understanding jokes. Benedict, if you could please do me a favor and never talk again, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little harsh, I think, Mads. Okay, please don't talk for the rest of the day. <laughs> You're welcome, Cena. <laughs> I would actually suggest that you talk much, but to yourself, so that we can always know where you are at all times. 
Yeah. We could always put a bell on him like the cattle. That's just a great idea. You know, that's funny. I actually talk to myself quite a lot when I'm just doing chores and things. It helps. No, we will go with the bell idea. (laughs) 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 Sina, can you use your artificial skills to construct a bell? I don't think that that's how it works, but I can try. Um... I mean, from a story perspective, if you can create a sentient raccoon, you should be able to create a bell. (laughs) The man's got a point. I think I can, actually. Yeah, a non-magical item. Okay. All right. Yeah, I I touch her on the shoulder and cast Guidance. So uh, you you can add a d4 to um, your next ability check of your choice. Thank you, cousin. You're very welcome. What is this like? Is it just a bell on a string or what? Yeah. He takes it and smiles toothily and he says, Well, that's fine. And he ties it around his neck and it's ding, ding, <laughs> dinging the whole way, every step. And he says, Well, that won't get annoying at all. <laughs> and you see a tear run down his face. No. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the biggest smile when I see the tear. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. It freezes to his cheek. Um, you guys start to uh, get closer to this wooded area, and it's it's sparsely wooded. It's like the the grass below you was probably a dried and brown and crunchy. Well, I guess you got snow still. Um, but the trees are enough that even for giants... There's plenty of room to walk between them, and the trees are probably about your height at this point. But you can see further up the mountain, they get tall. Those are some of my favorite landscape right here. It is quite beautiful. I feel very at peace right now. And you guys are approaching a slight incline as you walk, and he says, There's always a good spot to come out and write music. It's not too far out of town, but... You know, only half a day's walk, and you can sit by a tree and see everything out before you in the valley. Inspirational is the word I'm looking for. Interesting. That does sound very inspirational. I take my youth group out here. (laughs) I knew it! (laughs) I knew it! (laughs) Oh, uh, inside check. Okay, roll insight. God damn it, I got a natural one. He, You think he's murdered his entire youth group and they're all buried out here. <laughs> Did you say you used to take your youth group out here? <laughs> yes, back when they were uh, alive. <laughs> did you Did you mean, um... <laughs> did you Did you kill your youth group? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I had a youth group. I uh, I would bring them out here. It was a half day's hike, and it was easy and fun. And then we would all go back after a hearty meal of bologna sandwiches. Dingle, dingle, dingle. His bell is jingling every step. I don't. I regret making that bell already, <laughs> and it's your fault. Oh, the bell is great. The, the guy. Is it though? <laughs> we need to get rid of him. <laughs> Can't we send him on an errand or something? 
I feel like this is the guy. <laughs> she's like speaking quietly, and she's just like, I don't know. I don't think that we need to get rid of him yet. I think that we just need to. Uh, I think that we just need to sort of like just wait it out. Maybe it's just maybe it's just new person jitters. I could always build a toboggan, and when we get up higher, we could just set him on the toboggan and push. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's necessary yet, though. I think that we can just, you know. We could take him on a snipe hunt. (laughs) I don't think that's necessary either, Prince. I find it appalling that people still hunt snipe. It's, listen, snipe hunting is a wonderful diversion. <laughs> Unless you guys have further roleplay you want to do. So you now actually try to strike up conversation with Bogdana. She's just like, so, uh, Bogdana, right? Yes. What, what did, what do you do? What's your, what's your gig? Are, are you like a tracker or... Tracking, hunting, whatever is needed that I get paid for. That's that sounds very interesting. That that that's that's yeah, that's really something. <laughs> that's awesome, very cool actually. My um my cousin one of my cousins is actually pretty well versed in nature. Well versed in nature. Oh my god. <laughs> Normally I work alone. Ah, Okay, and she'll stop. (laughs) (laughs) Cena is a lesbian. Okay, I wrote that down. (laughs) 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 I will tell you that out of all the people in this party, she seems to be the warmest with you, like the most open to talking. Cool. And I don't know if it's because you're both the same height (laughs) <laughs> or gender, or if it's because maybe there's something about you she trusts. You don't know, but... <laughs> hey, we've got so much in common. We've <laughs> got so much in common. <laughs> We're the same height, we both females? I mean... <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Could it be any more obvious? <laughs> Chris, don't act like you haven't made friends with people that are your height. <laughs> Listen, I gotta get him where I can, alright? <laughs> well, most of my friends are taller than me, so, uh, I don't know. Your your theory doesn't check out there, Holmes. All my friends are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the inside, don't worry about it. <laughs> Written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Cena, after you awkwardly d- disengage from this conversation, she actually pulls out a, sh- a short hand carved dagger and hands it to you and says, <laughs> You may need this. And as crude as it looks, when you take it in hand, it, is, it feels really good to hold on to. Like it's balanced and it's. You don't dare touch the blade for fear of what it'll do to your finger. <laughs> thank, thank you, Bogdana. I, when we stop for the night, if you'd like, I can infuse 
one of your weapons with some magic. To do what? Do you have like a crossbow or a longbow or anything like that? You see her reveal from behind her large pack that she does have kind of a short bow slung over her shoulder. I can make it shoot on its own very fast. She gives you a strange skeptical look and then she says, We can try it. If you don't want that, I can also make it return to your hand if you ever drop it or anything. Hmm. Okay. And she keeps on walking. Okay. She will do the same. I uh, kind of catch up with her uh, after that conversation. I'm like, does that also work with spears? I keep on forgetting mine places. Yeah. <laughs> going to add that to my notes. Cena is OP. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to jack up all my monsters. <laughs> I can only do it like, I think I can only do it like three or four times though, so. Okay, you could have just simply said no. It's, so, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. No, I can do it. I'll do Point it for taken. you. I'll do it for you, cuz. <laughs> Signal red, loud and clear. The sparsely wooded area turns into a steeply sloped hill that's densely foresty. It's not hard to walk through, but the trees are above your heads now, probably doubled your height. And the trees are getting to a point where it's kind of hard to see through them. It's a little bit harder to see what's upcoming. The good news is it, they do shelter you somewhat from the snow coming down the thin man is up front and he's holding um kind of a uh a hand-drawn map in his hands and he says shouldn't be too much longer the lumber camp should be up ahead he's got like a compass and shit too he's kind of navigating how much longer are you thinking it will take you should be there by nightfall Perfect. This is good. Do you think that the weather is going to break? The weather on the mountain is unpredictable. Um, can I make a, uh, a nature or a survival, whichever you'd prefer to, uh, preferably nature, though, I'm going to throw that out there, <laughs> to be honest with you. This feels like it could swing either way. Well, I'm better at nature, so I'm going to do that. All right. Uh, so that's an 18. And you want to know if the snow is going to chill? I just want to know what the weather seems like it's going to be like tomorrow, to the best of my ability to tell. By your best estimate, Ad Mads, the weather seems like it's it's very possible it's going to clear up just by the way it's been this winter. 
I will relay that information to everybody else. Well, I hope you're right. I have spent much time up on the mountains. It is my home. You feel a hand on your shoulder, and it's not Ferdos. <laughs> it's a, a very smiley face that says, It sure is comforting having somebody who can predict the weather with us. Where I come from, you do not touch people. <laughs> Apologies. All I meant to say will, is, uh, glad to have you on the team, friend. I will friend. break your hand if you do it again. <laughs> oh. Yes, he said it. We are not friends. <laughs> now, I don't know why you need to be... Nah, we are acquaintances, and I have personal space that must be, must be abided. Are we understood? Absolutely. Personal space is important for everyone, and I'm glad and grateful that you communicated that to me. And you are aware that if you touch me again, I will break your hand, yes? And I just want you to know that you're welcome to touch me as much as you want. Uh. I definitely will never uh. be doing that. Well, there will be no touching between us. I'm a hugger. I am not... Uh. Just in my nature, I guess. And it is in my nature to break the hands of others. <laughs> <laughs> he smiles at you and walks ahead, and you hear the jingle bell going up the hill. <laughs> he's, wa- he's like power walking, so his arms are like going. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> the only thing he's missing is a sippy straw from his backpack. <laughs> He'll, he'll, he's, as he kind of walks by, he'll go, don't worry, Benedict, I'll be your friend. Just stay at least two feet away from me at all times. Don't worry, by the end of this, we'll all be friends. We will never be friends. This is fact. Night falls, and the snow is slowing, especially in this densely foresty area. And as it starts to get dark, you guys can see lights flickering up ahead through the trees. About damn time. I am not used to walking this much. I spent too much time sitting on street curbs playing music, and then this is rough. After a few days, you will begin to get used to it. I hope so. And if you do not, we will have to peel off a layer of dead skin from your feet. (laughs) (laughs) His eyes go wide and he (laughs) jots that down in his field notes. (laughs) Now remember, if you get snow in your boots, we must stop and dry your feet out. The rot that you could get will be very, very dangerous. And he'll, like, motion to the huge fucking sword on his back, and he'll say, And you do not want any of the amputations that I will be performing. You're right. I do not want that. 
Make sure you check your feet well and dry them tonight. Which is important. Will, will do. <coughs> Good. And Mads will give him a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> like, that wasn't even Mads, like, threatening anybody. Like, he doesn't even... He's not trying to intimidate him or anything. He's just trying to be like, hey... Your feet will fucking start to rot, and I will have to cut them off, and you won't like that. <laughs> I love Mads. Yeah, Mads is great. You guys roll into camp, and word was sent ahead of time, so they have prepped some rooms for you. They're basic. They're cots. They are, you know, a meager fire. Probably some... Not raccoon, because you guys are giants, but some sort of equivalent, but bigger. I don't know what uh, is out in the woods that's that big for feeding a giant. Maybe some cougars. Like a caribou or an elk yeah. or something like that. <laughs> some cougars? Why was <laughs> like, your first thought cougars? <laughs> little squirrel cougars compared to you. <clears throat> I really hate it when the cougars get in my bird feeder. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that I've ever had that problem, Mads. <laughs> you do not leave out flesh for the eagles. <laughs> Are there any uh, trees around this camp area? The whole thing is surrounded by trees. This is a logging camp. Oh, okay. And um, so the... Um, we're still, like, following where the search party went, right? This is where the search party uh, was last physically reported as being seen. The rest is up to the tracking ribbons they left behind. Oh, but we do see tracking ribbons that, like, leave from here? This would be where the tracking ribbons start from the camp going up. Because this is, like, the last bit of civilization before it turns into wilderness and open mountains. Alright, um, I'm going to go up to, uh, one of the trees that's kind of, like, in, um, you know what, I'm gonna go up to the, the first tree that has a ribbon on it, because I, I assume that there's a ribbon, like, right on the, on a tree that's, like, in the camp area, or whatever. Yeah, the ribbons, uh, they, they have a wraparound, kind of a red ribbon, and then they have kind mm -hmm. of a yellow dyed spot on them, and you would tie them in such a way that it kind of points in the direction you last went when you left the ribbon. So you, you can right. see which direction they headed. Yeah, I'm going to go up to this uh, this tree and I'm going to uh, cast Speak with Plants. Oh shit, okay. <clears throat> yep, uh, you imbue... See this coming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you imbue, imbue plants within a 30 feet of you with limited sentience and animation, giving them the ability to communicate with you and follow your simple commands. Summon all my Vin Diesel within me. Yep. And, um... So I'm like, uh... Uh, hello there. <laughs> what? Um, I was wondering if you'd seen the, uh, the traveling party of... Who's there? It, it is... What is happening? It is the one who summoned you and gave you this, um, chance to speak your mind. Uh, I just have a few questions for you. You can communicate with me. 
Ah, yes, I can. And vice versa. I've never experienced this before. Yes, it's a very common feeling of those who have suddenly been uplifted into this situation. Anyways, I have some questions about the uh, folks that came through here um, rather recently. How, how long ago was the party that uh, last came through? When they came through, probably about two to three weeks. Oh, okay. Uh, we were told that there was a party coming through here um, roughly about two weeks ago. Wondering if you could uh, tell me anything about them. Who are you? I am a giant. I'm I'm down here, by the way, and I look up towards the top of the tree and wave. <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> Why, where do I go when I die? <laughs> <laughs> Who made me? Yes, there was a gathering of people. They tied this to me. And they went in the direction of the other tied um, ribbons? Or was this a diversion? They went the way the sun comes up. And is that the way that the um, ribbons go? Mm-hmm. Tracks. Oh, okay. With what he says. All right. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, were they going in the same direction as the first um, people who came through here? It should have been a giant and then some younglings. The first person and the girl... They went the same way. Well, that's good to know. Um, by the way, you asked uh, where you go when you die. Um, assuming you lived a good tree life, uh, your spirit will go up with the goddess Ill. I am very cold. Um... That is to be expected as it's winter. You will warm up in the spring. The sun does not stay for long. Um, yes, uh, that's somewhat due to orbital mechanics and uh, the shape <laughs> of our... <laughs> Days this time of year are shorter. They get longer in the, the hot time in the summer. What are you called? I look around to see if anybody else is around, like, watching me or listening to me. Is anyone there? Cena's probably looking at you weird from the other side of camp. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to find planks so I can build a toboggan for Benedict. (laughs) (laughs) He's killing my brother. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but we're literally I, uh, at a lumber yard. I'm pretty sure that there's already felled trees, isn't there? Oh, yeah. This is really morbid all of a sudden. Yeah, you motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Got him. 
what you get for cursing um, a tree with consciousness. This is going to get real dark, Chris. I'm sorry to say. But if it's, if it's only my cousins that I can see around, then um, I'll say, uh, my name is Ferdas. What am I called? That's a good question. Um, I will name you after the god of sacrifice, Hadel. Hadel. Am I going to end up like those others? Hmm. Yeah, I, I look over at them and I'm like, um, no, I'm, I'm sure that you've been spared for a reason being this close to camp and they they haven't cut you down yet. I'm sure that uh, you're a very special treat to them. I feel tired and old. You are very, very big. I assume that you are very old. I like you, Ferdos. I like you too. You seem kind. I thank you. You get the sense that this tree is starting to doze off. <laughs> uh, good night, friend. And I kind of uh, tap the trunk and um, start walking back to the camp there. As you walk away, you just kind of hear this. <laughs> the road is long, but the world is small. One should never tread where the giant's feet may fall. The road is long, but the world is small. Cause you can crush any man in the way when you're standing tall. Thanks for tuning in to our first episode of The Giant's March. Episodes are set to release every other Thursday. If you want to support the show, we would love a review on your favorite podcatcher, and you can also pledge monthly over at patreon.com slash time to die RPG. Or if you just want to throw us a one-time gift, you can find our Ko-fi page at ko-fi.com slash time to die RPG. Follow us on Twitter at time to die RPG. I am Brian Bridges, the DM, at Manly Brian. Chris Riley, who plays Feardos, is at Chris Riley LCP. Tim, who plays Mads, is at Ida Grab Your Gun. 
And our special guest, Aubrey, who plays Cena, is at Aubrey Gray One. That's A U B R E E G R A Y and the number one. All of these links are available in the episode description, and you can find all of our podcasts and learn more about us by visiting timetodierpg.com. Thank you.